What's good, everyone? This is DeValley, and welcome back into Scout Team Sports. I am your host, of course, and this is your WrestleMania review. Um, yeah, a lot of things to go over here, but I really don't want this to be overly long. So most, for the most part, I'm just talking about the outcomes and what that means going forward and also what it meant for uh, these past two nights of WrestleMania. So we get right into it with, first of all, the first match of the night. Of course, yeah, there was the rain delay, uh, the weather delay. Uh, but then we get into the first match, which should not have been the first match, in my opinion. It should have been the main event for the first night, um, in my opinion. Uh, and it should have been built up better. Um, but here we go with the first match, which is um, WWE Champion, Bobby Lashley defending the title against Drew McIntyre. I, again, this should not have been the, uh, I just, I mean, I was happy for Lashley winning the title, but ever since they, he won the title, they break up the hurt business. And then the way this match went, it was like, they could have made, they could have made him look better. I'm happy that he won. I would have been seriously irritated if he had not won, uh, because he deserves to have a title reign. Uh, much more than Drew McIntyre does. Um, and Drew McIntyre's already had one. So it's Bobby Lashley's time, long overdue. I'm glad he's still champion. But the way it went down, you know, at the end with, uh, you know, you got the live crowd there now um, spaced out. But then you have at the end, um, you know, MVP calling Lashley and that distracts Drew McIntyre, and then they put on the hurt lock, and then he passes out. I, I, didn't, I didn't like that to where the point where it's like, first of all, why does Lashley really need MVP? I get him as a mouthpiece, but as far as needing him to help him win matches, eh, okay, maybe you just want to do it for the heel angle, but Lashley really doesn't need that. Uh, but then even if it does, I mean, let MVP do something that actually makes it seem like he cheated like it was a really dastardly heel move that really played a part in helping Lashley win. Like, do something like that. Like, you know, he hits him over the head with a foreign object or he, you know, and the referee isn't looking or he throws something in his eyes or something, you know, something like that. Not he calls Lashley and that that distracts McIntyre. That was stupid. That was really stupid. And I, you know, I just don't think that that makes Lashley look good when he slaps on the hurt lock and then it's over. It was like, oh, Drew got irritated and got distracted by that of all things, and you know, and you got live fans there, so it was a bunch of noise. So it was like, okay, that really caught Drew's attention and got him distracted enough to where Lashley could get on the hurt lock. Like, come on! Like, first of all, I don't even like the hurt lock as far as a finisher. Lashley used to do the spear. He used to do another version of the bookend. Uh, from, from Booker T and uh, you know I really don't care for the hurt lock as a finisher uh, but now you know it's 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 his finisher and that's what he does and you know I still love Bobby Lashley glad he's the champion the black man should be the champion long overdue he shouldn't have had to wait this long in the first place uh, he should have even had the title before Kofi Kingston did uh, but um, glad he's glad he's still on top glad he's gonna keep it going 
uh, for this match. But like I said, it shouldn't have been the first match of the night. It should have been the main event for the first night. Uh, but, um, you know, they, you know, they want to do what they want to do. And um, as much as they have, and I haven't liked the push so far for Bobby Lashley, this match had a better build than what the main event was for the first night. So if you have a better build for this match, why would you not make this the main event? It has nothing to do with, oh, I don't want women to be the main event. I don't want women to be on top. No, they didn't build up the match for Bianca Belair and Sasha Banks. There was no build. There was no heat. Even after Bianca Belair announced the title, there was no build. They had a couple tag team matches. That was it. It was, it was you know, it, you didn't make people care. So um, it really wasn't good build. Like people actually cared about Lashley and McIntyre. Um, so this should have been because of that reason, not because of the gender, but because of that reason, this one should have been the main event. Um, so we go on next to uh, the next match. And usually they say, I heard Chris Jericho say this, that when you're match two um, on the card of WrestleMania, that's like the worst spot. Uh, that's like the worst spot. You either want to be the first match or the main event. But the match two is the, is the worst spot, and they what they do with this one is, uh, they have the women's tag team turmoil, to earn a women's tag team championship. Now let me say this again: I'm not against women. I'm really wanting for the women to have actually legitimacy. But when they do things like this, it it's just it's just not legitimate. And I say the same thing, you know, I'm harsh on, on AEW's women's division too, because I want it to be better and it should be better. But the things that they do with these women is just, to me, it's pathetic. So first of all, uh, first of all, there really is no, there is no real tag team, women's tag team division. And what do I mean by that? I'm pretty sure I've said this before, but I'll say it again, gladly. Uh, a tag team is a group, um, two people, men or women, who have actually been together for some time and they actually have built up some heat or built up some type of rapport with the champions to have earned a title shot. Um, you know, if, if there's rivalries and whatnot and all these teams are rivals against each other and you want to build something up like that, okay, fine. But, I mean, you know, tag teams have to be uh, two uh, wrestlers, men or women, uh, who have been together for some time. If you just slap two singles pet competitors together uh, who really haven't been together for more than two or three months, really don't know anything about tag teams, really don't know how to wrestle, um, in my opinion, uh, you know, if any of those factors are present, to me, it's not a real tag team. Therefore, it's not a real tag team division. So they just slapped a bunch of these women together and then, you know, so they could have somebody for Nia Jackson, Shayna Baszler, uh, to, 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 to face the very, the night, the very next night. And I already figured that Nia Jackson, Shayna Baszler were going to win next night, which they did. Spoiler alert. I don't care, <laughs> but I mean, it's just how pathetic it is. Naomi and Lana are not a tag team. Naomi and Lana are not a tag team. Those two have no chemistry. They don't, they haven't been as a tag team together for more than a couple of months, maybe two months. Um, honestly, the last time that the tag team titles were held by a legitimate tag team was Asuka and Kairi Sane. They were actually a tag team, a legitimate tag team. I don't know, uh, no, um, Alexa Bliss and, uh, what's her name? Uh, 
she was not out came. I don't know. She's she was still with the company anymore. Um, who was Alexa Bliss's the, the crazy girl, uh, the the crazy girl with the accent. Ah man, that's that's how bad it is. Um, Nikki Nikki Cross, they're not a legitimate tag team. They were just slapped together, and all of a sudden they get the tag titles mainly because they want to push Alexa Bliss. Alexa Bliss, along with the four horsewomen, always get the push. Um, and it seems like there's a change in the guard now, finally. But um, other than that, it was Kari Sane and Asuka, because they had actually been together for a decent amount of time. And then before that was the Iconics. Other than that, there's really been, ever since the inception of the tag team titles, there's really been no real tag teams. I mean, do you want to say that... Uh, um, I'm not even gonna give credit to Sasha Banks and Bailey when they were tag team champions because it was just oh they were best friends and then all of a sudden hey they want to win the tag titles no they're not a real tag team they were just two singles singles competitors who were BFFs that's not a tag team um, so again Naomi and Lana are not a tag team Carmella and Billy Kay are are not a tag team they just slapped those two together because uh, Peyton Royce is no longer in the company as far as I can see or maybe she's been injured for a long time. Um, then the riot squad, the riot squad, I really loved the riot squad when they first came out, but they made the riot squad the most losingest faction I've ever seen in women's wrestling. Like the, with the riot squad always lost, uh, uh, Sarah Logan and Liv Morgan. Anytime they had a tag match, they would lose. If they had a tag team title match, I think they had it one time. Uh, when the first tag titles first came out, I think they may have been part of that first tag team title match at WrestleMania for the women's tag titles. Of course, they didn't win. Uh, anytime Ruby Riot has held uh, has had a women's title match, she lost. She lost a women's title match for the SmackDown women's title. She lost a women's title match for the Raw women's title. All they do is lose. So you know there are actually I would say Sarah Logan and Liv Morgan could have been a real tag team, but now Sarah Logan's not there anymore. So they mash the riots. They mash uh, Liv Morgan and uh, they they mash uh, Liv Morgan and Ruby Riot together, and they're not really a tag team, but they're part of the same faction. So they just slapped them together. That's not a real tag team. I'm talking about like like you gotta form tag teams to where people care. Like the Street Profits are a tag team. Uh, Rudolph, they're a tag team. They've been together for some time. The Mysterios are not a tag team. Just because they're father and son, no. They're just slapping them together because it's a feel-good thing. But they're not a real tag team. You know, uh, Otis and Shorty G, to me, are not a real tag team. Otis and his uh, and Tucker were a real tag team. Uh, you know, those are real tag teams. You have to start building those. You can do that in men's. You can do that even in the women's division. But this this nobody cares you don't care because they're not real tag teams and then Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler have held the tag titles for a little while so I guess you could call them a formidable tag team but at the time that they were formed no they weren't a real tag team they just slapped those two together because they were both heels and both intimidating so they just slapped them together even at that time they weren't a real tag team but hey somebody's got to hold the titles because they want to have the titles but yeah, I'm done with that. But yeah, I already figured that Naomi, uh, Natalia, and Tamina were gonna win tag team turmoil match. This tag team turmoil match because of solely because of, of Paul Heyman giving that push, that or that nudge, that urge about them and their legacies, just to try to build up some 
heat or try to build up some uh to stir something up within them to want to go after the gold, go after the tag team titles. Um, but yeah, I, I, I knew it really was, and I really didn't care. Really didn't care. Sorry. No, not sorry. Um, but, uh, yeah. So we're moving on. Yeah. Like I said, uh, I spoiled the, the night two match, but I don't think you guys really care either. <laughs> Uh, next, we have Cesaro and Seth Rollins. Glad that Cesaro picked up the win, his first singles match at WrestleMania. Um, the, the the build for this one was okay. It, it could have been better. We would have liked to see them as actual, like, like really heated rivals. Um, but maybe it was just, maybe it was just uh, propel, propelled for, you know, future the future. Maybe Cesaro takes on uh, or challenges Lashley now. That'd be great. Uh, next, we have another one that didn't have any heat and didn't have any build was uh, AJ Styles and Omos challenging the New Day for the tag titles. But I knew that AJ Styles and Omos were going to win because the New Day have had, had the tag titles so many times. And if they wanted to give it to AJ and Omos, they couldn't let them take it off of the Hurt business because they were both heels. Uh, both tag teams are, are, were, both were heels. Let me say both were heels at the time. Um, but Omos and AJ Styles are not a real tag team either. Omos is AJ Styles' bodyguard, but since they're together, hey, let's go get the tag team titles because there's nothing else to do. So they had to have a baby face to take it from. So that's why the New Day got the titles away from the Hurt Business and, and they broke up the Hurt Business and, and Shelton and, um, Cedric are no longer the tag champions, which was stupid. But anyway... You know, it's really to showcase Omos. It's really for AJ Styles to have something to do. And New Jay is just there to put people over. They're already 10, 11 tag time tag team champions. They really don't need to win. They don't need to win. They're, the New Day is forever etched in stone as what they are, which is entertainment, which is great, which is funny, which is everything that they've built, um, which is already great. So, yeah, there's no reason for them to hold the tag titles anymore. Um, Big E's not there anymore. So, you know, you know, he's doing a singles thing. So it's not what it was. So, yeah, it was just a means to an end. I mean, that's the reason why her business didn't get, you know, even though the her business broken up, you know, for the most part is Lashley versus everybody. And, and it's Lashley and uh, MVP um, and, you know, disbanding and cutting off Shelton and Cedric. Shelton and Cedric technically could still be a tag team since they're against Lashley now. But maybe that's the angle they go with, and maybe Shelton challenges Lashley for the title, so they're not going to be at all um, desiring the tag titles. So, you know, of course, there was no build because they lost so late, so close to WrestleMania. There was no build for this match for AJ Styles and Omos getting the tag titles from the New Day, but the main thing was just showcasing Omos as the big giant and AJ Styles being the the... <laughs> The happy-go-lucky, arrogant heel. Uh, and so, of course, you know, AJ Styles is going to be the leader. Omos is just going to be the big, bad bodyguard. And uh, they're going to keep it rolling like that. Hope that they can do better in the tag team division for uh, the men as well. Both sides, Raw and SmackDown. Next, we got Bro. Bro. <laughs> Braun Strowman. Bro. <laughs> Braun Strowman against Shane McMahon, you know, the whole calling him stupid thing, and, you know, he doesn't have anything to do either, 
The only reason he got the Universal title last year was because Roman Reigns wasn't there. We all know that. And so they still just want to have him as a big monster, have nothing to do. So they built up this thing with Shane uh, calling him stupid. And Shane gets his butt whooped in a steel cage match. And again, Braun Strowman, who cares? He probably needs to at least challenge Lashley for the title. That would be good. So yeah, not much to not much to say there. Braun Strowman wins, no big deal. Really don't care. Um, some people might care more about this one, but I didn't. Bad Bunny, Damian Priest beating the Miz and John Morrison is not because Bad Bunny is not really a wrestler and uh, and he won. It's just the fact that it's it's Bad Bunny. You know, uh, you know, yeah, he yeah he he worked at it. He had spent a couple months trying to make sure that he would look good for this match. Uh, but in the end, it's like, you know. The Miz just lost recently, right after the Miz lost the WWE title to Lashley. Then all of a sudden, you know, they want to do this angle, which has less than a month to build heat for. Or, you know, if they wanted to talk about what they had done or what their rivalry was previous to that. Uh, yeah, it's like you, if you had that rivalry, then you cut it off and want to do something with Lashley uh, and losing the title. Then you go back to this. I, I don't like when, when they do that. Uh, to me, it, you have to keep the rivalry smooth. You have to keep it going. You can't cut it off and then pick it back up all of a sudden. Uh, like, like you know, it's, like it's no big deal. No, it is a big deal because if it's, you know, storylines and, and promos and rivalries have to flow. You cut them up, you chop them up, and then all of a sudden you want to slap them back together and think people are going to care. Maybe people care who like Bad Bunny, but I no, I didn't care because it, you know, there was no fluency to it. It was, it was just, you know, I'm surprised they had... Uh, Bad Bunny go over. Um, I was thinking they probably were going to let Miz and John Morrison go over. But they didn't. And uh, Bad Bunny shines. And yeah. Not spending too much time on that one. Um, but then we get to the main event. Which was to me should have probably been the first match of the night. But the main event uh, nonetheless. Bianca Belair uh, defeats Sasha Banks to capture the Women's SmackDown Championship. It's about time. Like I said, it's always for the last, I want to say, five, six, maybe I want to say even seven years. It's always been about the four horsewomen and Alexa Bliss. That's all the WWE women's division has ever been about, uh, really, since they came on the scene and they created those two titles. It's been about Charlotte Flair, Becky Lynch, Bailey, Sasha Banks, and Alexa Bliss. Those are the five women that have... It, they, they've given them all the attention. They've given them mostly all the title wins. They've given them uh, all, you know, like I said, all the go-overs, all the promos, all the pushes, um, even up to this point. I mean, the only reason that Becky isn't getting pushed is because she ain't there. Or else Becky would probably still be getting pushed. And uh, I'm actually happy for Becky. I'm glad that she decided not to come back and her release is not coming back for a while and wants to do what's most important to her. You know, as opposed to what everybody else wants. Um, but back to this match, you know, you know, it was it was it was a decent match itself, but there was no build for it. Or it was a crappy build at the at the very best uh, for this match. You know, they had a couple tag matches uh, where they, you know, you know, got in each other's grill and about stuff, you know, and it was, you know, the whole lady thing about, you know, shining in front of each other's faces. But I mean, I only I wanted to see some heat and there was really no heat. Um, but I guess, you know, they just, they wanted it to be flat. I don't know why, but hey, Bianca, um, for 
a woman that should have won the NXT title on all her time on NXT and never won the NXT title. Uh, I'm happy for her in this instance, winning the Royal Rumble and going on to WrestleMania and capturing the SmackDown women's title. Uh, well earned. Like I said, it's time for a changing of the guard. Uh, it's time, I'm, you know, tired of Charlotte and, and Becky and, and Bailey and Sasha and Alexa Bliss. I'm tired of them. Uh, uh, the only difference, only gap in there was the stint with Ronda Rousey. And that was it. Other than that, it was those five women. I'm tired of them. I'm glad it's somebody new uh, coming on the scene here. We're going to take a break. That is the end of night one. And uh, we will be back after this break, after this sponsored message uh, for night two of our WrestleMania review. This is Scout Team Sports. Scout Team Sports, and we are back in it. I am your host, DeValiant, and we're on to night two of WrestleMania 37. I hadn't said 37 the whole time because I had forgotten what number it was. Uh, it was like they really didn't advertise it too much on the signs. Like normally you'll see WrestleMania and then you'll see the Roman numerals. And I was just like, I maybe it was me and I just lost it. And I I didn't see where, you know, the, as far as the, uh, the the Roman numerals just go around. Uh, maybe I just didn't catch it or something like that. But I was like, what WrestleMania is this? I don't see the Roman numerals. Uh, but anyway, this is WrestleMania 37. So we start off night two. They have this grand... Uh, uh, luscious villain. Uh, I'm like, I don't know if you can say, uh, um, what do I want to say? Glorious, villainous looking baby face return for the fiend um, to action. Uh, he looks like he's dropped some weight, like Bray Wyatt's dropped some weight. And um, he's, you know, back to payback Randy Orton. For the wrongs that he has done, burning him, so to speak, in that last fire match or whatever you want to call it. Uh, so, I mean, they, you know, they get into it. They go, the, mo the most that it is, is Randy Orton trying to strike Bray Wyatt down, the Fiend down, and he gets up after everything that Orton does to him. Um, you know, Alexa Bliss was there to pop him out of a jack-in-the-box uh, for his entrance. Uh, but then the match comes down to... Uh, you know, I and I get that, you know, maybe it's just they wanted it to be mysterious and spooky and whatnot, but then it's like the finish is stupid. Like, you know, it, it, it just doesn't make sense. So what happens is uh, the Fiend is, again, no selling. He's impervious to pain and whatnot. But then Alexa Bliss, after, I mean, after the Fiend has kind of Randy Orton on the ropes, so to speak, uh, Alexa Bliss pops out. And she has some black goo running down her face like she's bleeding black blood or something. And that distracts the Fiend. Why it would distract the Fiend and not Randy Orton is beyond me. It distracts the Fiend. Randy Orton turns, uh, recovers, uh, turns him around, RKO's, and gets a pin one, two, three. So Alexa Bliss is now being, is now distracting the fiend instead of distracting Randy Orton causing him to lose the match and um you know there's speculation that maybe now because what the fiend did to control and scare Alexa Bliss now she's turning the tables on him now she controls him uh but you know Orton runs away like he's so scared all of a sudden why all of a sudden is he scared 
So now he's scared after dealing with them for how many months and, and doing the things that he did to them. Now all of a sudden he's scared. He's running away like a scolded dog, as they say, as Jr. would say. <laughs> uh, right after he gets the, the RKO and the one, two, three. And so after that, Alexa Bliss and the Fiend are staring at each other. Go, we fade to black and then they both disappear. So it's this big thing that they're probably going to keep going. You know, WrestleMania, that's what the one thing I don't like is WrestleMania used to be the culmination of rivalries. It used to be the end all be all. The rivalry has been building since the last pay-per-view. The rivalry has been building since uh, uh, last year or the rivalry has been building since the Royal Rumble between who the Royal Rumble winner is and the champion. And now WrestleMania seems to be just another pay-per-view in the sense that they could start a rivalry before WrestleMania. You have WrestleMania and then the rivalry just continues. Like I really liked it when it used to be the like WrestleMania ended the rivalry and then it was like a reset. So now there's a new challenger. Now there's new rivalries. Now there's new this. Now there's new that. That's the way I think it still should be. Even though it's a new day and age, you still should have it like that because now you can start new rivalries. You can start new uh, title matches. You can start things over. And I mean, WrestleMania is like the Super Bowl of, of, of WWE. So why not have everything reset for the new year? The new wrestling year should be the day after WrestleMania starting. And then the end of the wrestling year should be um, WrestleMania. Because the doggone sure ain't the end of the calendar year. It's not like the last Armageddon, I think it was still Armageddon in December, or TLC in December, where they do the pay-per-view and then that resets everything for the new year. No, they don't do that. They still have rivalries going through that. So why not have it be WrestleMania? It should be WrestleMania. But now it's like WrestleMania is just a you know a, another pay-per-view where they will have rivalries starting before WrestleMania or they'll start a rivalry at WrestleMania and have it continue for the next couple of months. I don't like that. So, you know, you know, this thing with uh, Alexa Bliss and The Fiend is probably going to go on. Randy Orton probably might still be involved or something like that. Maybe he will, maybe he won't. But yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. And of course, that's boring to me because, you know, Randy Orton's been there forever. So I'm, I'm, I'm wanting to see somebody else be in the limelight. Next, we get to, again, <laughs> if this isn't selling short, I don't know what is. I mean, it was a crappy build for it, of course, but you got the women's tag team turmoil match, Fatal 4-Way uh, of match two of night one, and now you have the women's tag team title match of match two of night two. Uh, and, of course, Shayna Baszler and Nia Jax win. Nia Jax is still... Uh, bumbling and fumbling all over the place, which is very embarrassing and also very dangerous. Uh, you know, putting her tag team partner and even uh, Natalia and Tamina in harm's way uh, because of not executing m match moves right or not doing them right or doing them taking too long to do them. I mean, you know, I don't know if it's because of her knees that are both, you know, surgically repaired or whatever, um, but you know, whether she's not doing moves right or taking too long to do moves where it just, okay, it's dragging and Natalia and Tamina are literally waiting for her to do a move that she's supposed to do and she's taking forever to do it. I'm like, she really doesn't need to be on there. She just doesn't need to be on the show, but she's got an attitude 
uh, and that's good for heels, uh, for heels to have an attitude, especially a, a, a woman to have an attitude. That that's all it is. You really don't see any women being ruthless anymore. Um, you just see, you know, Shayna Baszler had it, but I mean, that whole biting Becky thing was stupid to me. I didn't like that. Um, but just being a vicious attacking heel, you don't really see that much anymore. So this is the best we got. Um, but of course, you know, with the build for Tamina and Natalia about the legacies and their heritage and stuff, where all that talk was just, a, you know, a soft build up by um, Paul Heyman uh, to get them riled up to win the turmoil match, but then they lose. Um, they lose their tag team title shot. Shayna Baszler wins with the uh, Coquina Clutch on Natalia. And, um, yeah, that's all she wrote. Like I said, no real tag teams in women's division of WWE. Just uh, two singles competitors that they slapped together just so there can be a match. Just because they wanted to create tag team titles because they were getting heat and pressure. Uh, because other uh, wrestling factions had women's tag team titles and women's tag team divisions. And so they rushed into it, didn't want to build any real tag teams, and it's like, why do you even have the titles? Yeah, it's stupid, but I'm hoping for better for the women's division. I really am. I mean, Shayna Baszler should be a singles competitor. She should be competing for the uh, Raw Raw Women's title or the SmackDown Women's title, just having it last year, and that's it, and now you demote her to tag teams. I don't know what the deal is. Like, maybe she's on somebody's bad side. Um, next we got Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. Uh, love how these two go at each other. Um, but I really just think that they deserve better than just, you know, this rivalry match because, you know, um, both have been mid-card titles holders. Uh, Sami Zayn with the IC title, finally, after so long of not holding the title. And then Kevin Owens with the U.S. title, holding a universal title briefly, um, I figured they would have put Kevin Owens at a higher spot than this, but this, you know, rivalry match, maybe he'll go on to challenge somebody uh, one of for one of the titles, you know. And I don't put it past them to switch people up. You know, I'm, I'm guessing the draft is probably going to be coming up soon, or did they move that more toward the middle of the year where they swap uh, wrestlers from Raw and SmackDown and stuff and NXT. Um, but, yeah, Kevin Owens gets the win. Not really much to it, in my opinion. Good match itself but you know i'm talking about you know what it means for both wrestlers and moving forward and is this a match that actually should have been on wrestlemania i don't think so but i guess they had to have something for them to do a lot of these they really don't have a plan for half these wrestlers uh they just need something for them to do and so they slap them in matches and they're like oh, nobody cares we can do what we want and when you have all the power yeah you can do what you want next we have sheamus uh challenging matt riddle for the U.S. title, Matt Riddle only having this title for, I want to say, since the, um, was it Fastlane or Elimination Chamber when he won the triple threat match where he beat, I forgot who he beat, but it was triple threat match and Lashley wasn't even involved in the decision. Uh, so it hasn't been that long. And so for him to uh, get in this match, losing uh, a non-title match uh, a couple of weeks ago to um, Sheamus, and now that earns Sheamus a title shot, which I actually like that old school rule. If you beat the champion in a non-title match, that earns you a title shot. I actually like that. So I'm not surprised that this happened. 
Um, and I'm not surprised that Sheamus won. So Sheamus wins, gets the bro kick, and you know how he does. Off the top rope, I think Matt Riddle trying to do something off the top rope, and then he get the bro kick um, off of that. And then, um, yeah, Sheamus wins. Um, I like Sheamus as being a champion. Um, he's, I think it's been quite a while since he's held the title. You know, his injury and coming back from that, but even before that, it had been a while since he had held the title. Um, so him holding the U.S. title, I think, is good. I think he can carry that. Um, curious to see where they move forward with him. Maybe even with him holding the U.S. title, maybe he challenges Lashley for the uh, the, the WWE title and they have a champion versus champion match. Um, you know, that'd be nice. Um, but I still want Lashley to win. Um, but, um, like I said, I thought that with the build with Drew McIntyre and the heat that they were building, it was like, why did they just cut that off all of a sudden? Again, that's what I'm talking about. When they have something good going, they cut it off and they destroy it and they break it apart. It's like a kid playing with toys. You know, if you ever seen a kid playing with toys, you can think that they, once they play with a certain toy, that that is their favorite toy and they love that toy that is their favorite don't you ever take it away from them but the next time they see something bright and shiny and, and similar to that toy all of a sudden their interest just is lost with that toy that you thought was their favorite and they're on to a new toy that's literally what it seems like when what WWE does with these rivalries that are actually good and these factions that are actually good and these builds for heat that are actually good. Then they just break them up like Sheamus should have been. I thought I thought it was going to be Sheamus versus Drew McIntyre versus Lashley for the WWE title. And I thought that was going to be the triple threat match. I would have much rather preferred that than to see uh a triple threat match with Roman Reigns and Edge and Daniel Bryan. I don't believe Daniel Bryan deserved to be in the world title, in the universal title match. But I'll get to that later on. But it'll have to tie into what I just said. But again, Sheamus wins the U.S. championship. Happy for him. Um, Matt Riddle's young. He's got time to get it back and be a champion again. This one, I was just confused. Now, maybe I hadn't been following it enough and, you know, because for the most part, I didn't care because I didn't like how they were pushing Big E. And so I knew that they were going to take the title off of him. But Apollo Crews beats Big E in the Nigerian drum fight to become the new Intercontinental Champion. But they didn't even use the drums. I thought some way, somehow, the drums are going to be used as a pivotal part uh, of um, as a pivotal part of the match. But they were just surrounding the ring. So it was like they were just for decoration. And it was just basically a street fight. And I was like, well, why are we calling it a Nigerian drum match? Of course, it's to support the new accent of Apollo Crews that he didn't have when he first got there. When he was a baby face and he was talking, he never had a Nigerian accent. All of a sudden, now he's got a Nigerian accent. I'm like, what the heck? Like I said, maybe I just hadn't been following him enough um, to care like I said, I like Big E, but I didn't like how they were pushing Big E, and I'm not surprised they took the title off of him. But, you know, it was a street fight. It was a good match. It was a it was a very physical, very physical match. Um, and I was, you know, definitely, um, what do I want to say, definitely impressed and satisfied as far as the match is concerned, as far as a street fight um, with both wrestlers. Um, but I am... Um, yeah, I just didn't, I was like, well, why is it, why is it that 
why is it that he has to have a certain uh um he can be I know people who are Nigerian, okay? I know people who are Nigerian and they speak like good English. They don't have a Nigerian accent. They were some that were born here. So you could have just said it would have been okay to say that Apollo Cruz is a heel. He's Ni- got this Nigerian background, but he speaks good English. He didn't have to all of a sudden slap on uh, what sounded like to me like a fake Nigerian accent um, to 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 help put him over. So I'm like, like why why do you do why do you do stuff like this? So yeah, like I said, it was a good match, and you know. I can't remember his name for the life of me, but um, since it was a street fight, um, uh, Apollo Crews had an ace in the hole with the big guy. I can't remember how to say his name. It's very kind of complex. Can't say his name, but he comes out and he helps uh, Apollo Crews win the title and destroy Biggie, who's bigger than Biggie, bigger and taller than Biggie, uh, to help him win the Intercontinental title. Um, it's cool. It's a heel. It's a heel move. In a street fight, no rules. So, you know, maybe, maybe up, uh, maybe <laughs> up, down, down. Maybe, <laughs> maybe the new day should have been there to help Big E. But I get it. He's a singles competitor trying to do a singles thing. So as a baby face, he can't have any help. Um, but I, I, I like this big dude, this new big guy. I'm curious to see what they do with him. Not so much Apollo Cruz, but I'm curious to see what they do with the new, his new, his new henchman. So you got him now, you got Omas, you got, you know, a whole bunch of things going. Um, next, we got Rhea Ripley challenging Asuka for the Raw Women's Champion. So, first of all, we get out of the way that Rhea Ripley wins. Not surprised. But here's the thing. Do it right. Do it right. All of a sudden, Rhea Ripley comes up from NXT is now on the main roster and she gets a title shot. Like, I guess you literally did not have anybody else. What happened with Charlotte, first of all? Not that I wanted Charlotte to challenge for the title or anything like that, but I thought that they were building up for a Charlotte and Oscar match. They don't want to do that? Okay, fine. But then I'm like, okay, I thought Charlotte was going to have a rivalry or a grudge match against Lacey Evans because Lacey Evans was dating her father. Rick Flair. And so they didn't do that either. They, they just disappeared. I'm like, what's going on? I hope I hope Rick's all right or something like that. I hope nothing's wrong with Rick. Um, but then it's like, they're all of a sudden just gone. So I guess they have nobody else. So no number one contenders match. All of a sudden, Rhea Ripley's on the main roster. She's on Raw and she gets a title shot at WrestleMania. Like, did you didn't earn that. At least put her in a number one contenders match so she can earn it. Like you didn't, you did that late. You called her up late. You did that late, so it definitely seems like there was something else that they had planned. And so Rhea Ripley was the backup plan. So Rhea Ripley's the backup plan, in my opinion. They have her up there. There's no heat because there's no time to build heat. There's no, you know, reason why they all of a sudden uh, gave. Rhea Ripley, a title shot at WrestleMania because she didn't earn it. But all of a sudden, Oscar's got a challenger and she wins and she puts her own. It's like, hey, I get it. Because now they have their other women's title with a new women's champion 
for a new regime, so to speak. Not to to me to say that Oscar was an old regime, but they had really Oscar as a bridge gap. She was a bridge gap from the five the four horsewomen and uh Alexa Bliss to the new regime of women. Uh because of course, you know, she won money in the bank. They were gonna wanted to have a match, but then Becky got pregnant and so they couldn't do it, so they just gave her the title and she held it through this whole pandemic. Um, to me, she did a good job. Oscar did a good job, but I didn't like a lot of times how they booked her. Um, half the time, she wasn't even defending her title, so you know that's not on her. But yeah, it's a new regime. I get it. I just didn't care. <laughs> I didn't care because you didn't build up this match. You didn't build up this match. As, first of all, as lethal as Oscar was in NXT, you would have thought that she would have possibly still won this match, but I know they didn't want to have Rhea Ripley go over two in WrestleManias because she lost to Charlotte last year, which shouldn't have happened either. Um, but yeah, so they had to let her win this time. So um, yeah, Rhea Ripley wins the title. That's about it. No build for the match, no nothing. Uh, and then Asuka, I guess, is just going to fade into the atmosphere. I mean, hey, Asuka's got her Kanachan TV uh, YouTube channel. So I enjoy that a lot of times more than actually watching her matches, just because not because of her, but because of how watered down they've made her. But now we get to the main event, and um, deservingly for the night two, uh, Universal Champion Roman Reigns defends against Daniel Bryan and Edge. Like I said before, I thought... I figured that one of the world title matches was going to be a triple threat match, but I thought, and I would have preferred that it would have been Bobby Lashley defending against uh, Drew McIntyre and Sheamus because of the heat that Sheamus had built up with Drew McIntyre, former best friends or former friends, and now they're fighting each other and stuff like that. And this was happening all while, you know, right after Lashley had won the title. So it was like, okay, make it a triple threat match. He's whooping Drew McIntyre's behind in the back, in the back, back, behind the stages, behind the scenes, in the locker rooms and stuff. And so why not have that as a triple threat match? Sheamus is just as much a threat to win a title from Bobby Lashley as Drew McIntyre is. But you cut off that rivalry with a match uh, that I guess uh, just squashes it and it makes Drew McIntyre seem like he punked Sheamus after Sheamus punked him like several times, which is stupid. And they cut that off, put Sheamus on a U.S. title, and so it's just a one-on-one match. And then you get this match here that's a triple threat just because Daniel Bryan just wants to be a pest. Uh, He lost the match at Fastlane, did he not? So why does he get a title shot again at WrestleMania? I would have much rather preferred... I mean, the way that they could have pit the mind games and the, and, the, and the happenings between just Roman and just Edge without Daniel Bryan being in the picture would have been, to me, better for heat and better for a buildup than to infuse Daniel Bryan into it. But then they want to infuse Daniel Bryan into it, and they have, you know, Edge or Daniel Bryan going at it now. And I really don't think Daniel Bryan has earned the title shot. He has earned the right to be in the main event at WrestleMania. I don't believe he has. So why is he there to create extra heat for who? For Edge? Really? That doesn't really matter because I could see if that was extra heat for Edge because if Edge would have won, but Edge didn't win. 
on top of that, Edge took the pinfall. And yeah, you want to say it's a stacked, he stacked him on top of each other. No, it really was Edge, really what it was is Edge getting pinned and just adding Daniel Bryan into the fray to make it look more embarrassing. That was stupid, in my opinion, first of all, that Edge winning the, the this is the second time that Edge has won the Royal Rumble and lost at WrestleMania. If you remember uh, the last time uh, when he first came back from injury that one time and he was in the Royal Rumble and he, uh, at the last month, minute, he threw out John Cena and won the Royal Rumble after his return. He went on to face Chris Jericho at WrestleMania and lost the title match. So, again, they do it again. He wins the Royal Rumble, and he loses the title match. Now, if he would have lost one-on-one to Roman Reigns, I'd actually been cool with that. But, again, Daniel Bryan, to me, messed this whole thing up. I really didn't. Yeah, it was a good match. Yes, it was a good match. But I'm talking about the storyline. I'm talking about the build. I'm talking about everything that's involved. Um, no. I was, you know, they had all three of these guys that had come back from injuries and stuff like that. So they wanted to have that storyline. And they wanted to have, you know, how... Edge was told he couldn't come back after his neck injury, but then Daniel Bryan got to come back after his neck injury. You know, I'm still off of, I'm still put off by the fact that Daniel Bryan, you know, by hook or by crook, Roman Reigns still won at Fastlane. That's a heel, that's what heels do, the way they, the way that he won. Too bad, so sad, you're done. You lost at the last pay-per-view, your title match. You should not get another title shot at WrestleMania. It should have been just Roman Reigns versus Edge. That's it. That'd have been so much better. It'd have been so much better, not just about the match, but the build to it. I would have been so much more glued to the TV, but every time I'm looking at it, I got to see Daniel Bryan involved. I don't, I don't care for Daniel Bryan the way it is now. When it was, you know, back in the Yes movement, and when he won at WrestleMania 30, or if it was that one that was 30, I don't know if it was 30, the one that was in Louisiana where he won the triple threat match, Okay, fine. But this now is just like they need something for him to do. And he's one of the popular people in the company. So they have to make it seem like he's important. No, no. Put him in some other match. Put him in the Intercontinental title match. Put him in a U.S. title match or something like that. Put him somewhere else. Put him in a rivalry match or have him let him be the special guest referee for this match. That would have been nice. Daniel Bryan could have been the special guest referee for this match between of Roman Reigns and Edge. Now you're talking. If that's the way you want to have him involved, fine. Because then you got the fact that he lost the title match, his title shot at at uh Fastlane. And then here he maybe he helps Roman Reigns win win because he's bitter about Edge getting a, having the title shot and winning the title where he failed. Or maybe you help he helps Edge go over or something like that. Whatever you want to do. But the him being in this match, no, no, you shouldn't get you shouldn't get a title shot and then get in the way of Edge's title shot, and Edge versus Roman Reigns one on one would have been a better build, uh, and even a better match than what we got even in this one, even though this match was really good. But you know you got to have Jey Uso involved, Paul Heyman involved. More so Jay Uso getting knocked out of the beginning of the match by Edge, but then eventually recovering to um, eventually help out, and uh, Roman Reigns retains. How about that? Uh, aside from the, and it seems like an even set of, it seems like a, a really structured thing. Like, I'm not surprised. Even before this match started, I kind of had a feeling that he was going to retain, because if you think about it, 
aside from the women's tag title match, which I don't really recognize, every other title changed hands on the two nights of WrestleMania except for the two world titles. So it's not surprising that since Lashley retained, that Roman Reigns was going to retain too. It's not surprising. And that every other title that was defended that I recognize <laughs> was uh, the title change hands. Um, not even counting the SmackDown tag titles because they just want to have them on a pre-show or have them on Friday Night SmackDown, which is their new pre-show. And, you know, yeah, I, I really didn't think anything was going to happen with that either. Uh, Rudolph retained, and nobody really cares. But, yeah, so Roman Reigns retains. Um, you got to go with that because uh, if you're not going to have Edge win, then Roman Reigns has to retain. I would have been seriously irritated. Daniel Bryan would have just gotten this thing and won. He didn't deserve to win. I don't care if it's for the storyline or for if you're into the kayfabe, you know, whatever. No, neither way. He shouldn't have won. I'm glad he didn't win. But I didn't. he should have taken a pinfall. I don't like the fact that Edge was even involved in the pinfall uh, or taking a fall. Um, but maybe it's, you know, because Edge is old and, you know, he just wanted to go out on his terms as far as wrestling. Doesn't necessarily mean he was going to win anything, but he just wanted to finish wrestling when he wanted to finish wrestling. But, it, you know, it was a good put over for the dominance of Roman Reigns and his heelish attitude because he is so much better as a heel than he was as a babyface. And I mean that with every inch of that S that I put in there. So <laughs> that whole acknowledge me thing is gold. <laughs> that thing is gold. Acknowledge me. It's like it's like a, a spoiled brat starving for attention, but at the same time, a ruthless heel that, hey, you know, what you going to do about it? <laughs> you know, this <laughs> is that type of thing. So I'm cool with Reigns going over. I'm cool with him retaining and winning the title because he's a really good heel. He's an awesome heel. Uh, he don't even really need Jey Uso, in my opinion. All he needs really is Paul Heyman. Paul Heyman. But having Jey Uso as an added piece is great. It's fine. Um, would have liked Edge to see Edge win. But, you know, either Edge or Roman Reigns winning, just as long as Daniel Bryan didn't win, I'm good with it. So, that concludes our WrestleMania 37 review. This has been long enough already, so I'm not going to get into too much of the extra additives other than please like, uh, please, uh, or actually um, can't like on the podcast. I wish you could, uh, but please listen, continue to listen. Please share, please subscribe. I appreciate all my subscribers. Uh, we are getting into the NFL draft in a couple of weeks at the end of this month. Um, so, uh, definitely, uh, be on the lookout for that if you are into pro football, um, and then be on the lookout for the next, uh, review in wrestling, which would more than likely be AEW, but uh, we'll see if WWE can, can spark my interest <laughs> like they seldomly do. Uh, but this one I had to review, of course, cause it's WrestleMania. So until next time, believe until you stop breathing. This is Scout Team Sports. I am your host, DeValiant, and I'll see you in the next episode. I'm not going